Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. <laughs> Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the 90 State of Mind podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, the 90 State of Mind podcast, if this is the first time you're hearing it, um, this is a show whereby myself, uh, based in London, and my broadcast buddy Rhonda from San Jose, California, take the opportunity with each episode to sit down and uh, discuss um, and share our affections uh, for a variety of 90s themed albums. And we've got quite an array of uh, episodes thus far, and uh, these are always a pleasure to kind of sit down and sort of um, kind of reconnect uh, in most cases with albums that may a great deal to us uh, over that period of time so we've we've had like Aaliyah's One in a Million Michael Jackson's Dangerous uh, Blowout Comb by Diggable Planets um, My Life by Mary J Blige uh, Sade's Love Deluxe etc etc uh, so we've, we've had quite a really uh, interesting array of projects these are a real joy to kind of um, to sit down as I said to kind of connect these these albums in in sort of with a different different kind of lens uh, and uh, I couldn't think of anyone better to do this with than uh, my buddy Rhonda so it's a, these are a real pleasure we're discussing uh, today uh, a brilliant project Tevin Campbell his uh, sophomore album release uh, entitled I'm Ready uh, released in 93 uh, 26th of October uh, 93 um, and as we said this is his sophomore album release and it comes via Quincy Jones's Quest Records, uh, which is in collaboration with Warner. Um, super cool album, spawned a variety of singles and, and heavy kind of chart toppers. Um, this is also, um, if you readily clicking uh, with the uh, which album this is, this is the album that gave us Can We Talk, uh, which is something that still, um, you know, it's it's confirmed itself as a staple for 90s R&B, um, even after all these years. So it's, uh, yeah, great pick uh, from Ronda, always nails it. Uh, we've got some really brilliant albums coming up, we've been sort of talking uh, off, off air about stuff that we have coming up. Um, I think uh, our next episode we're going to kind of re-connect uh, uh, with some hip-hop releases. So a Notorious B.I.G.'s Life After Death uh, is looking currently at, at, at the time of me speaking. Uh, Life After Death, I believe, is what we're going to be discussing for the next episode. Um, and um, yeah, super looking forward to that one. But in the meantime, uh, Tevin Campbell and I'm Ready is under our proverbial spotlight. So I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. A quick reminder first. Um, for anyone um, for regular listeners that uh, we feature two songs per episode Rhonda picks the closing number and I get the opportunity to pick the opening number so um, I'm about to introduce you guys uh, to a song that we discussed for a couple of reasons um, this is one of the four uh, prints um, uh, bu- 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 uh, contributions there we go uh, to the album as writer and producer and um, I think this is probably the one where you know kind of this was the the best that we felt anyway uh, of their collabs through the album so this is the Halls of Desire I thought it'd be a nice way to kick the album off um, so we'll be playing that one then we'll come straight back to the conversation with Rhonda a uh, quick reminder firstly that uh, this uh, podcast runs in conjunction with Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue in Green Radio.com where myself and Rhonda uh, have a variety of shows that we'd love for you to check out uh, so please check out Blue in Green Radio.com and um, yeah very much hope you guys enjoyed the episode thank you very much for tuning in 
Okay, to, today's uh, 90s State of Mind episode sees uh, Rhonda and myself uh, jumping in to uh, Tevin Campbell's uh, seminal uh, sophomore album release uh, with I'm Ready, uh, released on Quest Records uh, and Warner uh, from 1993. Uh, as I said, second album for young Tevin, uh, production handled throughout the album by um, what a you know, incredible list of Babyface, Prince, and uh, Narada, Michael Walden, uh, who I could, uh, we must talk about because I that name was completely new to me, uh, probably shamefully when you look at his credits. Um, the album, <laughs> this is the most incredible statistic I found on the album. The album spawned six singles which is insane which is really incredible so we have can we talk uh we have we have i'm ready always in my heart don't say goodbye girl and brown eyed girl um uh i mean this is this is tevin's i think this is what's deemed as his his masterpiece if i'm uh if i'm correct this was uh your pick uh and and a, and a brilliant yeah. uh pick what led you uh to uh to this album today um i had been listening to a lot of um people's attempts to uh sing uh can we talk cuz you know on youtube they'll have these little challenges yes. So one of the current ones now is for people to, to, to uh, sing, sing that song. So it's been popping mm-hmm. up a lot in my, um, my YouTube feed. So, you know, then 
it just spurred me pulling that uh, that song up and then other songs from that album. So uh, when you had said, hey, what do you think? What we're going to talk about next? I'm like, hey, why don't we talk about this? And uh, and it just fit in perfectly um, on the hills of, you know, talking about Brandy. Right. Um, Leah, you know, all of these, because he's, what, 16 yes. at the time yeah. of making this album. So it's, again, it's another young yeah. gun coming out to help shape uh, the, the music in terms of R&B um, for the 90s for us, mm. right? So, um, it, it, you know, I just thought it was nice to have an opportunity to give him roses for, for that song and for this album. I really enjoyed it. And it's a second album, so, you know, you worry about having a sophomore jinx, but nope, he hit it out the park. Yeah. What was your, do you have memories of the, like when you first heard it in terms of, was it, were you, were you a fan? As you said, it was his second album. Were you a fan following the first? Did you catch up with this much later? Was it, can we talk that hooked you in? Do you have any memories of it at the time? Well, I liked Tevin um, earlier um, with Quincy, with uh, his, his song Tomorrow. So I knew of him, you know, then. So by the time uh, I'm Ready came out, I'm Ready came out, Can We Talk came out. So those were the big ones. And with the videos that really drew me to this album real time, you know, to, to really enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's good. And, and, then, and it was interesting, to, you know, we, you brought up a good point. There's 11 songs on this album and half, almost half of them were singles which yeah. you know you you hope to get you know two or three <laughs> but half of the album is like um a chart worthy that that speaks to him as an artist as well as um the collaborators with him hmm. you know to, to be able to say you have quincy jones <laughs> you have baby face you have prince hello <laughs> so you know can we can I be so lucky? Yeah, I would probably think about it's, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, I, I, I'm kind of really taken by like the, the notion of Prince and Babyface kind of sharing. They're not like a song each. They're, they're, Prince has got four songs yeah. on there and Babyface yes. is probably like, well, three or four, I think. And those are quite interesting. You know, I think Babyface brings typical Babyface in every great way uh, mm-hmm. kind of to the album. Yes. And it's quite different. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince Prince brings the swing beat, which is really kind of interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he really did. And um, it's kind of a little taste of uh, New Jack swing, almost mm-hmm. a little bit. But with Prince, you know, he always takes it and then twists it to, you know, be his own way. But you get that kind of vibe. So... Um, it works. Um, I, I think the, the one that works the best for me is the Halls of Desire, right? Yeah. right? I really enjoyed that that one that uh, – oh, and then, of course, right. shh, but we'll, we'll do it. But in terms of having the, the New Jack Swing thing, yeah. the Halls of Desire, I think, best represents that one. Um <clears throat> And then I, I guess Prince thought that song was so good sh- that he ended up redoing it and releasing yes. it himself. But <laughs> but I, I really did enjoy Tevin's version of this song right. as well. Um, you know, I missed the drum intro. Yes, of course. That's yeah, the yeah. one. That's From the Gold Experience. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The revamped so, version. You know, we might bring that up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but just to, to see... Um, you know, can we talk? Uh, I'm ready. Those are just classic babyface yeah. songs or, or uh, styles, you know. Stand 
so it's amazing to see um you know someone so young being able to be given um that kind of tutelage mm. you know it's very impressive i mean um my research i knew he grew up uh, singing in the church right and they happened to you know take a sample tape to warner and that's how he got caught you know connected with quincy jones which you know hello um but you know this is it's just and then you know uh brown-eyed girl that's a very beautiful track very lush with the strings um so it's a different um what do i want to say just just different um ways for his his vocals to be paired with you know these producers to make great music Mm -hmm. this really like it's funny because we obviously i think the the brandy uh comparisons really stick out just seeing as it was our last episode and we talked about someone who in her case 14 uh years old for her debut and this is tevin who again bizarrely was 14 on his debut even though he's 16 here i think usher was 14 on his debut as well uh and what's interesting is they were all 14 and all self-titled their album their debut album as well which is it was brandy usher and tevin (laughs) all 14 yeah right but it's what's it's kind of weird because you listen to like i'm ready and this is like a really quintessential 90s r&b album but Mm -hmm. at the same time again in relation to brandy it sounds like a generation apart because it it's like this is R&B before it became influenced by hip hop, you know? And I think there's a lot of that influence in the production for Brandy. You know, I think, um, is it Steve Crouch? Uh, You can tell he's, Mm. he's a fan, even just the, the, the remix that we talked a lot about with uh, Queen of T for an MC light, you know, and, and hip hop is completely absent in this album and they're only separated by a year. And the gap, it, right. you know, Brandy's one sounds so much more sort of contemporary, even though it sounds very 90s. But it sounds so yeah. different to this. And there's only a year between them. And I I only can think of, like, certain songs are, um, like, like, Don't Say yeah. Goodbye, Girl, right? Which... I, I thought it would be, you know, because Burke Bacharach's in it. So you'd think you'd have some of that lush, traditional R&B. But it's a little different. Still, it's like it was borderline, yeah. right? So I, I think this whole album, um, I don't know if it's um, uh, whose influence, like you said, dictated where you had more of, let's say, a hip-hop-ish or a New Jack Swing-ish to the R&B influence, say, versus Brandy, where you didn't hear that yeah. at all, right? Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, you're right. It's, um, I don't know if it speaks to where music was a year later, yeah. <laughs> you know, but... Um, uh, but it it yeah, but I, I think um well Babyface is always gonna have his 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 own yes. take on on his hits. Yeah. So that's more of the traditional, right? It's the and even for um let's say um oh you know like what do I say? Totally sounds like a Johnny Guild right. record.
right? It totally does, which is more, I would say, more um, traditional. I don't want to say traditional R&B, but more in a line of what you're talking mm. about. That whole, there's a certain polish to R&B that you won't get let's say in in like let's say hip hop yeah. as a difference right because it's just a different style of production um but I, I don't know maybe it's you know stepping a little bit more away from let's say Quincy Jones because if you like go back to tomorrow that that totally is a whole different sound right. to it than some of the songs on right. this album so yeah yeah yeah, it's funny because like obviously the mid to late '90s hip hop was such an influence in a great way. It, I, mm-hmm. By no means sort of uh, bemoaning it, but it's like while guys like uh, Puffy and Jermaine Dupri and Timberland, oh, yeah. uh, Neptunes, while hip hop was a huge part of what they brought to their R and B, it's like Babyface, though he did have hip, well, very few kind of hip hop kind of collabs. It's like he stuck to his guns the whole time. And he never really went that way. He did have like the LL Cool J track and like a few others, but it's almost like he just, he it never really influenced his music much at all. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Babyface was able to stay in his lane, um, even from the deal forward. And then after seven, yeah. he has his own. And, and once you've got a style and especially a style that works, it's kind of hard to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to dabble yeah. into something like this when I know this is how it should sound, at least in my head, yeah. right? Um, and then, you know, you come right out with these songs, and it's like, next, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, two more tracks, yeah. you know, can we talk, boom, you know, I'm ready. Yeah, are you really questioning my yeah. ability to make hit <laughs> records? I don't think so, sir. No, that's okay. <laughs> so... um. But yeah, um, I think um, it was important, though, for Tevin to try and branch out a little bit and show that he had grown a little more uh, creative with his creativity as well as his range vocally and, and things from, let's say, his first album to this one, right? Yeah. In the in the two years, you know, you know, you know I've grown. Okay. But still, yeah. you know, you want to so show that you've progressed as an artist um and i think he really did do that on this album yeah you're absolutely right i mean even his first album was a was a really big seller wasn't it he did really really well yeah yeah i'm always fascinated by the concept of the second album because i can't think it's almost more pressure than the first you know it's yes because you've got Mm -hmm. now expectations and targets and you know can you do it again and you've got almost less time to do it you know, for your first album, Correct. you've got years of planning what you wanted to do. Probably not necessarily, with all due respect, not necessarily applicable to a 14-year-old sort of approaching an album. But just in general, you've got an artist who's wanted to do this for years and years and years. And they've had it in their head and then they do it and it works and it's successful. Then it's number two. And it's like, well, I never considered <laughs> where that would right, go. Right, the so, Yeah, so yeah, yeah. album number two, I, it's got to be so scary. But um, he enlisted a great... A, a great team and of which um again narada michael walden is you know heavily yeah in, involved and i got a yeah complete honesty i hadn't heard uh the name but it's insane that i've not heard from him heard of the name because i mean his the the the, the production i mean looking at his discogs uh page his credits section for albums is over two thousand it's 2016 oh. uh that of his what he's done for other people i mean he's he's done he's produced uh and arranged for Whitney Houston Aretha Franklin Sister mm-hmm. Sledge Diana Ross Mariah Carey Al Jarreau uh Stacy Lattisor Pointer Sisters and Phyllis Hyman as well as like i can't think how many more um and I, I, the name was completely new to me were you by chance familiar with him oh. at all Yes, wow. yes, yes, because of the R&B influences, mm. right? And I've listened to those artists. So, um, and, and see, his tracks, like Infant Child, you know, where you have like the lush, it's like 
brown eyed girl, these strings, it's jazzy, right? It's like it's a whole different uh, um, texture, right, to the songs versus, let's say, um, uh, Uncle Sam. You know, it's a whole different thing, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, he's he's one of those. You know, you it's like Quincy and then him, mm. right? They have their own, um, how do I want to say it? They have their own sound that they create, you know, with these talented artists. Mm. And to have so many that he's been able to work with is, is fantastic, yeah. right? Um, beautiful work though so i you know you're which also speaks to your point too because after you do the first album and you're like yeah you're feeling it. you go in the studio you're like well, what are we following this up with and then you're like i'm in here with baby face i'm in here with prince i mean you know this better be good <laughs> you know because if you're not in here you get walden and you're like how did we mess this mm. album up? i don't even uh you know <laughs> so you're like Whew. Thank you. So yes, yeah. you know, double platinum. I'm good. Yeah, right? I mean, he one of the songs um, that he does. I actually thought it was a babyface song, but don't say goodbye, girl. I thought that was a babyface song. Yeah, um, I know, right? Because it's it, that's what I'm saying. It's like in that vein, right? But you you got Burt Bacharach, so I was like, you, you're gonna go off into mm. that. It's just it's for for him it's like a great experience how do you i don't know you know how do you just say yeah, yeah. i'm working on i'm working on that one who's, who's working on ah, yeah this baby day <laughs> Um, <laughs> there was uh obviously yeah. we talked about this kind of being an album with quincy jones and uh quest records yeah I, mean, I kind of i was going to look at at quest as well i mean Kind of the, the I had no idea that they had had the projects that they had had, um, but they've got. Uh, I mean, Quincy Jones has managed to secure uh, releases by um, uh, obviously Tevin uh, Tamia Frank Sinatra has done stuff for Quest. Oh. I had absolutely no idea about oh, that. I didn't know yeah, that. It's a new okay. order, and they got the back catalogue of Joy Division. Yeah, really? Uh, I had no idea. Like that, that one really surprised me as well. Apparently, it was a heavy, heavy focus on R and B stuff in general. But oh. uh, yeah, he managed to secure releases by those massive, you know, kind of main, more, more more mainstream heavy hitters, which is super impressive. Sinatra, I had no idea. Neither did I. And you know, anytime you can get that. Um discography of work body of work that's amazing yeah. um and then you gotta you know you have to think um because so many of these labels are here and then they're gone where's all of this music yeah. being kept right so um that's amazing it's impressive yeah. every time i think i know yeah. something about quincy jones you you always find out oh. another 
kind of piece of his sort of his his musical kind of legacy and you're just like what he did that oh yeah he's um he is simply amazing and and that's why i was like for tevin to to come under his tutelage early you know that's almost like michael in a way where you just come into your own under this guy and he's just phenomenal just a, a genius you know in terms of how to put together great music, right? Um, For artists, for movies, you know, he's just an amazing, amazing cat, you know? Um, And, and yeah, well, we'll have to, we'll speak on Quincy one day because that's, that's a whole conversation (laughs) in itself of the artists that he's influenced and, and, music that he shaped yeah. um uh, but you know it's it's amazing to see actually i'm really happy in a way that people have um you know reached back and, and started listening to tevin you know because it was like almost at the height of his career and then he kind of fell off so um for his own personal life um and so then you you miss out on the talent that he could have continued, you know, offering. Um, so it's nice to see people go back yeah. and, and pull this album up specifically, you know, to go through and, and just, you know, like you said, get a, a, a really good R&B album in the 90s, right before it starts. It's, it's, it's almost like this is like, the beginnings of R&B infused with, let's say, New Jack right. or, or hip hop, right? Because from that moment on, it starts right. to really blur, right? Going forward from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, and you can tell, like, Babyface, mm, good luck, but <laughs> getting him to crossover. But uh, the other songs on the album really start to, to pull in that direction. Yeah. Right? I mean, it- it, so, you know, yeah. while we're talking about Babyface, I mean, uh, responsible for, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, can we talk? Yeah. Uh, and I'm yeah. ready to the, the sort of the lead singles um, from from the project there, you know, and, you know, can we talk? Absolutely is the lead single. Like, how how could you listen to this album right. front to back and not say, hey, can we talk is, is certainly what we're going to advertise this whole project with. I mean, it's it's right. quintessential babyface, isn't it? Like it's, uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's such a staple. It's such a '90s uh, sort of R&B staple. And yeah, you're right. I've exactly. I've seen various kind of artists. I think Tank is the only one I can sort of remember for some reason. But uh, yeah, he he was one of the the people that have been doing their their sort of yes. uh, renditions of of that uh that's sort of been going around recently and that's always really cool to see so um yeah it's a, a amazing amazing song and uh, it's one of those things where you you know you, you've got to have that great feeling when you do it and you hear it and you think well nailed that like that's as good right but his his vocal is you know falsetto so you really have to be able to hit that yeah. right and he's young, so it helps, but still, you know, and there's certain things that, you know, a lot of, there are some artists that, you know, when they try and do it, they add their little runs and their extras to it. And you didn't really have to do that because Tevin really stripped it down and gave that song just what it needed on, on a lot of these songs, really. So it wasn't over singing that, you know, sometimes I catch um people singing today to try and show that they can sing you know and it's not necessary (laughs) you have to know how how to um approach a song and i think that that's really a credit to let's say quincy and babyface and prince because and, and and walden because of where they've come up musically in terms of knowing what to put to a song and you don't have to over sing to make a great song great right so you know to our young ones out there no auto-tune is necessary unless you you know (laughs) hey you can't sing yes okay (laughs) um but you don't have to over sing either right you just have to 
understand what what um, the song needs, give it that, and and let it stand on its own, mm. right? So yeah, um, I was even thinking. I guess the the closest artist I would think to Tevin now might be Duran Bernard, who has he has the vocal right. range. Um, he's um, he's a lot more comedic than say Tevin, but in terms of understanding R and B, you know, he he he's the one artist that popped in my mind. I'm like, who would take the the baton mm-hmm. now? And I, I think that's that's who yeah, you know, that's I a good pick. Would say, um, but um, yeah, it's just it's nice. To be able to to look over and and say, "Hey, this is a good album." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because when yeah. I can, when I consider Tevin in the nineties, um, mm-hmm. the 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 well, this might be surprising, but the the album that I instantly would gravitate towards more so is actually the follow up to this, uh, back, oh, to, back the to the world, and like that. Yeah. That's probably the one I got the more. Because I had obviously heard singles from, uh, but from I'm Ready, obviously Can We Talk, etc. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the first one I heard all the way through was Back to the World, and that was that. Yeah, amongst you know my buddies and my brother as well. I remember we we were really crazy about that album, and I was really I was always disappointed to hear that it like massively underperformed, you know. And that is an album where I think he's. I mean, I know Puffy. Uh, had a strong hand in a lot of some great oh, uh, yeah. tracks on on there. So he's he has embraced hip hop uh, more a little bit. He has made that transition, I guess, beyond this yes, album, right? Yes. So it did happen a few years later. It's ninety six, I think. Um, and it's to me, it's a great album. It's a really, really great album. But apparently, it, it yeah, it massively underperformed. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's a project that always holds a lot of. Uh, sort of sentimental like 90s kind of value for me because it's got some brilliant brilliant songs on it yeah and no and actually I love Black, uh, Back to the World and that's a Rashawn Patterson yes it type, is which, yeah, 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 you yeah. know it, we'll have to see where, where his albums come if we get to talk mm. about him I'll have to do some research on that um, but like Keith Crouch is yeah. on there uh, in addition to Diddy um Chucky Thompson. So yes, you can totally see how he starts to move more. You know, where that that blurred line of hip hop and R and B in that album, right? But it wasn't a drastic shift um, in any way. It was a listening to that album. It's it's not like oh my gosh, he's just like this. This doesn't this doesn't transition at all. It was a perfectly logical, uh, I think, progression of you know him. He's what uh, nineteen, I guess, at this point. So. You know he's mm-hmm. obviously going to be influenced by what's 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 out there, but I I, I thought it was a great record. I really really did. And yeah. Oh so. yeah. No, he's. I mean, he's released a lot of albums during the nineties. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, people have you know many albums to pick from. Um, it just so happened for me. Um, because people were doing the the challenge that yeah. <laughs> this one came up and i also like back to the world that one's a, a really good album as well so you know you know you and i get together <laughs> we can talk no but i mean i while, so, you know. I, this is this is the right album to discuss this is what is yeah. dubbed as i think tevin's classic um and and yeah. it absolutely is it it is a classic record i mean you know like you said yeah. can we talk is still being sung today you know and this is more than 25 years later 26 27 years later so, yeah. yeah so this is absolutely the right album uh to discuss because it's well it, it you... sits atop of everything i think for him as well for for any tevin fan this is the one uh so no this is right. absolutely the right pick um but i mean there's so yeah. much that's kind of gone into this as well and it's just yeah it's really booming with ideas you know Yes, yes, and, and to think we were only three or four when it came out, so it's <laughs> yes. 20 years past, it's just held up You so were three, well. I wasn't even born yet, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, wow, I thought you were at least, you know, three Don't finish that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Oh, I love it. Oh. So there's there's another contributor we we have touched upon a little bit, but um, oh, going good. by under the name of Paisley Park um, as as producer for four songs. Obviously, it's 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 our dear friend uh, uh, Prince, and uh, again, I I hadn't seen him. You know, because the track that you say produced by Paisley Park, and I I know he's used alternate names, obviously Jamie Starr. Uh, and a whole host of names. Oh, I can't think of another yeah. album where he had actually just used that as a production name, Paisley Park. I'm not sure if you, there was anything I, you, you might be um, aware of. Was this uh, during the whole Simple Time? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, or was it Signed Times? Because, wait, because, you know, he he also had Tevin in one of his... Graffiti Bridge, yeah. Uh, bridge, Graffiti Bridge. So I'm trying to think, where was he with, with Warner? <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? They so, were probably starting to be on uh, bad terms, but he should still have been. Okay. He was still signed to them. Okay, okay, um, okay. So yeah, so then yeah, so then. Well, that, I think that's one of the few times you can mm-hmm. say that Paisley Park, you know, produced, you know, music that, or you know, last test of time, right? Some of these tracks, yeah. right? Um, because I don't know how much more Prince actually did with Paisley Park, you know, in terms of different artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um, so there was a. Hmm. So obviously, as as the as the label, they, as I understand it, they wanna sort of. I think it was. I don't know if it was their idea or his idea, but it was as a way to kind of temper his output because he he wanted to release (laughs) so much stuff before they even had a chance to recoup, you know, or or continue sort of promoting the the album that they had. And he's like, I'm bored of that. Let's move on. So I think as a way to kind of (laughs) say, okay, we need to get this under control. It was, I think it may have been their idea to, to create Paisley Park as a label and say, why don't you produce for people? Um, and I think he would probably embrace that at first, but I think he lost the interest as quickly in arts. I don't know. I'm putting words potentially in his mouth, but it appears like he lost interest in artists as quickly as he had moved on to the next album of his own, you know? And it, well, yeah. yeah. And it's how impossible well, is that to have a label with a bunch of artists and all of it is produced by one person. You know, one can maintain that kind of output. Well, as well as being a solo artist uh, in their own right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, you know, Prince is his own uniqueness. Um, I just think, I almost think uh, now would have been part of the best time for him to just release songs at right. will, <laughs> right? Because, um, like, like, like this album for 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 Tevin is like a uh a a dream album Hmm. so warner loved this album you you, you're talking about six songs to try and get your money back (laughs) they love that so you know you guys like milk this you know forever whereas and from prince's point of view as soon as these songs are done let's move on to something else (laughs) i'm done i'm done i do a song a day what are you doing so it's a whole different experience, right? And then and then you got to go on tour. So I'm still doing mm. the same songs. But what about new stuff? Not yet. You got we still trying to yeah. get this money back prince. What? I'm I'm already I moved on. So um it's a, just a, I don't know. I don't know how many artists we have like prince in that regard where you just have the volume of work that, you know, he could, he, you know, stuff just, you know, you, you know, we've, we'll have this conversation um, in upcoming discussions with him, but it's just amazing to say, okay, I'm done next. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, you know, but now you could just put it on Spotify. Yeah. Yep. Here, that's <laughs> a new one. Yep. Do that one. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, um, which, you know, music has come down to like tracks, not mm. just a whole album. And I'm going to present this thing for you. No, it's just these yeah. songs. And so, 
Yeah, it would, have, it would be interesting to see how he would have uh, maneuvered, you know. But, yeah, Warner, I'm, I'm sure Warner loved. Yeah, uh, this follows the rules, this, doesn't this it? Album. This album, like. Oh, yeah. You know, he's they've got six tracks. He can, you know, it's platinum. Oh, yeah, they made their money back. So, you know. Yeah. It's funny because you mentioned uh, shush. I don't know how to say it. I always, it was weird saying shh or shush, but anyway. Yeah. But, like, that obviously is a, I think front to back, it's a great, great song. And, and oh, obviously for Prince it. to revisit it, brilliant. Oh. You know, his version, his slightly updated oh, yeah. version is it's one it's probably oh. the best song from the gold experience as well but i there's oh. there's something about that song on this album it just doesn't click for me like because everything like we start the album with tevin can we talk yeah. i just want to know your name and then we end the album with tevin i want to do you after school like some homework. <laughs> and it's like whoa hang on <laughs> what yeah. happened yeah, what's up? Leave your name and a brief message, and I'll be sure to get back with you. Peace. Tell him I love you. Break it down. I don't want nobody else to hear the sound. This love is a private affair. Interrupt the flow, know them better not dare. Think not. I'd rather do you after school like some homework. Uh, am I getting you hot in my bedroom? No, cause then we have to stop. I'd rather wait till everyone's fast asleep than do it in the kitchen on a tabletop. Oh. It's a private affair Interrupt the flow No, know they better not dare We got to break it on down Can you hear me? We got to break it on down Yeah, because Tevin has this, you know, you have this image of Tevin at the beginning, and then you're like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> so, um, and I think the problem with this is that I really do like Tevin singing this, but you're right. It's it's like um, it's like if Aretha Franklin sang your song. Right. You'd be like, I didn't like that song anyway. You can go ahead, Aretha. You know, you, you try and make your ego feel good, but she she just literally stole right, your song. Right. You're not getting it back. So, so when Prince took the song and released it, you know, I mean, it's a great song on the album. It, you're right, though, and it's almost like when we were discussing Usher, and you're like, eh, does this really? Yeah, yeah. You know, versus you know, so it's um, not. See, it's very then, much a Prince song. He hasn't so, yeah, tailored it, it if you know what I mean. Apart from, Mm-mm. I do. Yeah, it's like it, yes. apart from I don't know if the, the the school and homework thing was a way of tailoring it for a sixteen year old, but it just it doesn't. That's not the Tevin that appears on the other tracks. Yes, I would think that that's the best way mm. to put it. So and so when Prince redid the song, he essentially took it back. Yeah. So you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it just it wasn't. It's it's again as an individual song, it's brilliant and it's fine, it's great. But I think when you start the album with kind of this really raw innocence of I just want to know your name, I just want to know your name, I just want to talk, you know, and then you have this at the end, it's like oh my goodness, what (laughs) what happened? Yeah, where did that come from? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, infant child to end out the album. What is that? They're totally what? Yeah, so. uh, and also yeah. Paris one seven nine eight four three zero. Do we? I meant to try and look up what that means. It's like a 
an area code? Is it like a phone number? I don't, I know. don't know. A great song though. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, even that. I mean, when you go from that and then you want to go to Shush. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if Prince like heard Tevins and said, yeah, I could do this better. Right. And then he took the song back. You know, it's, yeah. you know. And know. it's interesting though, because it's like six years or so late. No, excuse me, like three years uh, from I think the golden. Yeah. So we kind of talked about that with Prince that he moves on very quickly. So I, I'm always intrigued. Mm-hmm. It always fascinated me the fact that well, three years later you use this song. What what made you go back to it? I'd, I'd really love to to know what did he, maybe he recorded it straight away. Maybe he had it and just thought it would be a good oh, fit. No. But when, whenever Prince does these very small kind of these revisiting to past things it's Mm -hmm. always like oh wow what 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 made you do that you know because he did it so rarely and it was even him was performing was like i'm i know you want the hits and if i feel like doing Mm -hmm. it i'll do it but i'm not gonna do it because you want that you know so exactly yeah it was always interesting i was always fascinated to know why no it's it's a classic it really is and I can't. My problem is just the drum, right. the drum intro. <laughs> just, I'm just like that. That it just, you know, it's like I didn't really want to sing that song anymore. Anyway, Prince, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, because you just that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, I got other songs. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got six other songs on the album that made hits. So okay, you know. So you're like, I don't know what you do, but, um, but yeah, um, and yeah, because even I really like Brown Eyed Girl too. So I'm like, it, it's a. You're right. That one is a different texture. Mm. Um, yeah, but, it's the raciest, isn't it? The kind of yes it is which it's it's really when you put you summed it up it's it's more of a prince type of song that tevin sings really well and had prince not remade it okay but he did so he kind of put the stake in the heart that's fine (laughs) that's okay i'm I'm just (laughs) but i mean it it was released as a as a single so you know yeah so I don't know. I, the, you know, if we could have dinner with Prince, we'd ask him, hey, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. Um, I'm looking at the pl- the track list. I, we may have discussed every song. I was going to say, is there sort of any song that we, we've not sort of mentioned that kind of that sort of rings true to you to kind of to, to shout out? I think we've addressed every single song, which is amazing. <laughs> We've gone, th- yeah. It's I'm like, well, yeah, because the interludes weren't really mm-hmm. interludes, so yeah, so you can just skip yeah. over those. But um, yeah, I did. I think we did. We yeah, halls of desire was a good one to amazing. call out because that I think that is that's them connecting yeah. in the best form. I think I agree to- wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's a really, really, really good project to check out yeah. and listen to. So I- I'm glad you enjoyed my pick. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to forgive up. I, 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 I don't I hope I'm not going to step on what you're about to say, but I, mm. I was just going to give uh, our Uh-oh. usual uh, shout out to, to remixes uh, kind of from oh. the album. There's this kind of quite a lot, yes. this, uh, which center around one, two, three, four songs, three songs. Uh, so there's, Always in my heart, halls of desire, and I'm ready. Um, and I mean, there's I, all of these have com- had completely passed me by. I, I don't believe I had ever heard another kind of version of of any of the the songs, but you know, previously. But we've got for always in my heart. There's so many sort of subtle variations. There's a karaoke version, which would be great. Um, no there's way. a instrumental, no drums delay. There's no drums. There's the full body, no drums, full body instrumental. So this is on the always in my heart single release. Uh, it's like eight different uh... versions of the song. Um, then you have the horse of desire, which sort of remixes were spread out over two releases um you've got the 12 inch hard mix a seven inch edit 
there's the pop mix, the kiss mix, the Cherban mix, the underground mix uh, as well. Ooh. So it's, it's more hunting for me to do. I'm not sure if Prince is specifically responsible himself for any of those, um, but it'll be hopefully oh. years. So I have to look those up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I have to do mm, Yeah, I'm not sure if, if you were familiar yeah. with any of those. I, again, I certainly wasn't. Um, and then there's I'm no. Ready, which is the Ready For You TV dub. And um, yeah, oh. main mix instrumental. So yeah, it's quite a lot of varying mixes, but uh, yeah, nothing of say massive notes. I don't think in terms of something that formed that had its own life of sort of success, you know. Yeah, no, no. I just I actually was trying to find um, remix, but for a different song, so I didn't find it. So if I did, I guess I should have looking for i'm ready so you know i didn't pick that song as the outro even though i really delight and mm. really do like it i would have found the remix and then you know me and remixes so um just to do something a little right, different yeah. um but i didn't know about the prince ones so i'll have to go looking for those just to see what those sound yeah like, right? okay i don't know if it's him um, um it's it's horse of desire mm. songs and there's no in it, no one initially that i can see credited as to who's done it um but um yeah hopefully it's him it'd be awesome to kind of pick up some stuff i didn't know about but right but, um, but yeah but on that note dun, 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 you're yes, absolutely <laughs> favorite part of 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 the show um, so you yes. are about to dive into a three-time Grammy-nominated mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. the 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 pinnacle, mm. many would say, of Tevin mm. Campbell's creativity, uh, the quintessential release from his catalogue, mm. the album that pulls together mm. for the first time Babyface, Prince, and Narada Michael Alden for a Quincy Jones project, and you get to summarize it with one song. What's it gonna be? <laughs> wow, Imran, I tell you. <laughs> they get more dramatic every time, don't they? Exactly. You're raising the stakes just on this. I'm like, uh, I almost like, mm, I should probably practice this a little more before we started. <laughs> No, no, but okay. The the quintessential, the the, the selection, the creme de la creme. Um, the song I picked was "Can We Talk." Yeah. Um, it was the first one that drew me to this album, and um, it's the one that's getting people to come back to him now. Um, I hope that when people do go back and they check out the rest of the album, that they have as much fun with the whole album as they do with this song. 